There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Duck Delight Show. My name is Josh here with Jim Price. Hope everybody Hello. had a fantastic weekend out there, and yes. uh, we're, we're just gonna, you know, kick off, uh, kick off the doors and just keep on moving in, right? And we've got this morning, <laughs> the U.S. Attorney's Office of the Eastern District of New York has a major announcement coming in, and Uh-oh. this is pertaining to some uh, threats to national security. I'm only wondering oh. what this could be. Um, mm. What else do we have? We have China. Jim, do you hear this? China, China says major military activity to be conducted in the Yellow Sea on the days of April 18th. Now, it didn't say drills. It says activity. Right. Hmm. I wonder what Activities. that could be. Activities. Well, <laughs> I, you know, this is, whole thing is just... I mean, if you're going to do it, do it, right? If you really... I mean, if they were really going to do all this, wouldn't they have already done it? I mean, that's kind of where I'm thinking. I think they, As already, in they what? would already just... Like if they were gonna, if they really were gonna attack, if they're going in for Taiwan, they would have already done it. Well, Yellow Sea is near Japan and South Korea, not uh, right, not not Taiwan. But I, I think that this could be something. Who knows? Who knows what this could be? Probably just drills. But it, it's interesting yeah. that they don't call it drills; they say just military activity. Roger that. Well, again, I just you know the Chinese. What do you what do you want to do with those guys, right? They, they, you know, when you lie, normally lie, lying becomes normal. I don't know. These guys are just oh, in the it's the art of war. So this is what they specialize in, right? I'm bigger than I am. My enemy fears me, and that's what they believe in. I don't know. I just, I, I'm just like, I'm just tired. You know, Josh, you Josh, 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 Josh. You know, I'm tired of this. I, I just want to let's just pop it off. Let's tired we're gonna what? party. Facade? Let's let's party. Let's do this. You know. Let's get the <sighs> show on the road, man. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it, right? If we're gonna, if we're gonna play, if we're gonna play um, uh, Beyond a Thunderdome, let's get it going. You know, I, I got to find some shoulder pads and some <laughs> football helmets. But I mean, let's you gotta just outfit my you know, car. Got to outfit my car <laughs> and get ready for the apocalypse, huh? I got to do the whole, you know, I got to do the monster truck thing. I got to get that whole thing going because every time they do at end of times, there's always monster trucks. That's the default vehicle for the end of times. Uh, supercharged. Um, <laughs> blown motors that are on monster trucks. That's that's the future. But yeah, guys, embrace the future. I, I'm I'm okay with that, right? I don't know. That's, <laughs> the way they're. Have you seen? Have you seen the the way? Now you guys are warm like eighty degrees again today, right? In Minnesota. Oh goodness! You guys no, have, it's, it's maybe going to be forty five today. What didn't you have like an eighty degree day last week or something? Though? We did, we did, but then uh, we just got about four inches of snow last last night. Somebody's got to make up their mind. DARPA, what are you doing? Is it going to be hot or is it going to snow? What are we doing here? Anyway, no, it's just a, it's just a deal like that. I, it, all this stuff just seems so disjointed everywhere. Uh, what we should be doing? Elon Musk has really been pushing the envelope on everything since he had that interview with the BBC guy last week. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's really been pushing the envelope of kind of hitting the bucket buttons of different people but here's my problem am i starting to to like the guy which is a distraction where i really shouldn't like the guy is, well, do you think I, Elon I, Musk I like the Elon right Musk from the beginning and and i don't care about uh you know what other people think about him 
Um, right. You know, I think Elon Musk is one of those people who really doesn't give a poop what other people think about him. And I True. think that that's a noble quality. And the one thing that we can honestly say that Elon Musk cares about is free speech, is that he came from South Africa to the United States of America, got his United States citizenship, and mm-hmm. he loves America. And you can hear right. it in his voice. And, and, you know, whether he's an atheist or, or whatever his spiritual beliefs are, there's one thing for certain is that guy absolutely loves America and, and right. that he will fight for that free speech because, you know, even though he was a rich kid growing up during apartheid and so forth, you know, he understands how dangerous totalitarianism can be within a country. Well, what, okay, so what do you – okay, so let me do this. Let me ask you a question. I'm, I'm going to see where the correlation stuff works. We saw Trump at the MMA fight with Tyson. We saw him there with obviously Joe Rogan where you know Eric Trump was there. Then we're seeing the idea that Elon Musk is running in that same circle of people, this four to five to eight guy group that keeps kind of bubbling up and kind of popping out in front of mainstream media – being those you know those pushers of information, do you notice that there's this little group of guys and Elon Musk is I think is a part of this where there just seems to be a group of these guys who kind of keep circling around each other and keep saying the same type of freedom uh, statement over and over again. Does that make have you have you observed that? Well, yeah, they're billionaires, they're mm-hmm. they're multimillionaires and billionaires. They're powerful people within influence, and they are fighting for uh, you know the the ability to grow their empires. I mean, at the end of the day, when we look at all these people, and I love Donald Trump, don't get me wrong, okay? But at the end of the day, what they're fighting for is they're fighting for the ability to grow their empires. And right now, you have a radical global ideology ran by a very, very select few people in the world who are Mm -hmm. trying to basically seize all the assets of the world, all the land of the world, all the businesses and corporations of the world for their own, for their own take. And people like Donald Trump and, you know, uh, Elon Musk and so forth, they, they want nothing to do with it. They want to be able to have that land of opportunity, which we've had for the very long time in this country. And so McAfee in that group, you remember McAfee, is he in part of that? Who's McAfee? Uh, the, the McAfee, the virus guy, the virus. Remember the antivirus guy, McAfee? No. Or no, was that McAfee? 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 Oh, sorry. McAfee. John McAfee. John McAfee. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, John McAfee was. I mean, he's now dead. He obviously he didn't commit suicide. I think we can all understand that. Um, but I, I think that there's a, a big group of people within those upper echelons of wealth in society that mm-hmm. uh, do not want to see globalism. Because they know what it entails, and what it truly entails is the seizure of all land and resources on this planet. That's their end goal. And these right. people rather have uh, you know, the ability for free markets. And so right. that's why we see Elon Musk going out there and putting the Twitter files out there and, and going out there and, and doing what needs to be done to um, you know, space exploration and stuff like that. Like They had the... Uh, the Starship launch today that got canceled, postponed to the twentieth. Um, wishing them luck on that. They had a frozen valve or something, so they had to delay it. But it's an exciting time for commercial space travel and just for space travel in general for humanity. And Elon yeah. Musk is is paving the path for that. Not only that, is he's paving the path for a lot of other things. A decentralized internet that is coming about through Starlink. 
You have, uh, you know, missions to Mars. You have um, Tesla, which Tesla is more is than just a car factory. Is that part of the Web factory. 3 thing? Do, are we doing the Web 3 thing? Is that actually going to be a real thing? Yeah. It, the infrastructure, you, see, the thing is, is with new technologies – is you have to develop an infrastructure for that new technology. So that right. new technology might, like fusion technology, we, we were able to achieve fusion last year, right? Right. But it'll be five to ten years before that technology actually comes out. The reason being is because you have to develop an infrastructure for it. First, you have right. to engineer a, um, a methodology for extracting and harnessing that energy, right? That's going right. to take the longest time. Then you have to go out there and build infrastructure to distribute the new energy that's produced by that. Uh, then you have to find a way to monetize it. That's going to be their, their funnest part, right? But, but right. you have things that have to be built for these new technologies. And that's one of the biggest problems with the world today is we're, we're sitting on a 100-year-old technology in the sense of our oh, yeah. infrastructure. All that has to be updated. And so these guys like Donald Trump, Elon Musk, and so forth – they they want they want to change that they want to upgrade that these other guys they want to upgrade it to their own benefit, and I think right. that that's where the real the real problems lay. And look, I mean, like I've always said, is nothing can stop what's coming. You're not going to stop the global elite, the new world order. That that's going to happen. The question is, is just who in this global elite and world order, right, is going He's to be leading the charge? And, yeah. Well, and again, if we back it with our play, right, we, we as the we the people, we back where we want, we can change the trajectory of this whole thing. We don't have to just go whichever way they want to go. We can actually manipulate this on the way down. We don't have to be the victims. And I just wish that we would pay attention to that. But I guess the, the idea is that we see these different people coming out, like, you know, like I said, the Mike Tysons, the Elon Musk, the, the Trumps, the, you know, Joe Rogans, all this other stuff is you're seeing them come out on sides and talking about things. I mean, even Trump is talking about stuff that is a little bit further than what he's ever gone before, and he's really like calling him out hard. Well, like the whole idea of medicine, where medicine is going, uh, talking about you know the med bed effect, all these different things, talking about frequency, talking about alternative ways to, for our body to heal itself. I mean, if you ever really listen to his press conferences all during the whole COVID thing, he really referred to you know, hey, we've got other alternatives. You know, you can bleach your, you know, we can put bleach in your veins. And, he, and we all know what he was talking about, but the problem is people ran to this like, oh, he's going he's gonna to pump Clorox in your veins. It's like, the problem is, is that, you know, that's just shows how ignorant really people are when all this technology, is, like HCQ. I mean, how many people jumped on the bandwagon of vilifying him because of HCQ and it wasn't a real thing? Yep, yep. All right, we'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. 
How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, back to the Dark Delight show. And, yeah. and you know, Jim, you know, touching yes, on sir. that topic here is we we are in an amazing time in human history, and that's why there is so much chaos. That's why there is so much mm-hmm. suffering. But if people really woke up and saw the level of opportunity that is actually in front of us, um, you know, y- you wouldn't be deterred. You know, uh, Sir John Templeton, who is probably one of the wealthiest people on the planet, Templeton University, right? He was a World War II veteran that came back with about $10,000 to his name, bought up everything on the bottom of the stock market. And, uh, you know, after he did that, he became incredibly wealthy. And then he was one of the first investors into Silicon Valley, one of the first investors into China, uh, just an amazing investor. And he said that... The time you're going to make the most money in your life is the times of the greatest pessimism. Now, think about that. Oh, I think we lost Jim. Well, either way, we'll get Jim back. But, you know, that's Sir John Templeton. Exactly that. Is that in the times of the greatest pessimism is when you make the most money. Why? Because people are uncertain. People are scared. People don't know what to do. And that's why it's incredibly valuable to be well-informed, to be well-informed by people who understand how things are unraveling. And that's why you listen to the Dr. Light Show, right? So moving forth with this, we have to understand a few things is that humanity will progress. The financial systems are never going to go away. They might get close to zero, but they're not going to devalue themselves. But during a time like this, when maybe you're planning for retirement or you're, you're planning for, uh, you know, take some money out or live off of that money, you want to be able to capitalize on all the chaos that's happening. And that's the thing. That's the pessimism that Sir John Templeton was talking about, 
is that we must align ourselves with understanding how the dynamics of the world works. This is the interesting thing. Is right now, with the way the economy is going, gold, silver, Bitcoin, and appreciating assets, that's where you want to be. Commodities, energy, that's where you want to be. Because those are the things that are critical for the foundation of society. I say gold and silver because they're a store of value. They appreciate with that store of value. Same thing with Bitcoin. But then commodities... Commodities and energy, these are the things that are necessity to life. You have right. to have those in order to survive, which means that even in times of economic decline, people are still going to be purchasing energy. People are still going to be purchasing commodities. Jim, we got you back. I'm back. The government doesn't want me talking to you folks. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is. That's the weirdest thing that it just blanks out like that. I wasn't. You know, wasn't clicking around or anything on it. Actually, just didn't touch anything. This today, I wasn't touching anything, and it did it on its own. So I don't know. Anyway, no, you're 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 killing it there, Josh. I mean, we when we have all this stuff going on, it's those that keep the cool head, right? If you yeah. don't plan, you plan to fail. If that is that how that statement goes? If you if you if, if, you, if you don't, don't plan, if you fail to plan. plan. No, yeah, no, something you like fail that. to plan. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you fail to plan, you plan to fail. That's what it is. It's a play on words, man. Um, no, it's, it's, we, we got those things going on. I mean, it's what silver's up to 26 bucks now. I mean, yeah. the movement's there. I mean, I don't know. We, we have to be, uh, going, okay, what's really going on here? But, uh, well, what, what about, is really uh, going on here? what, what is really going on? Here, <laughs> well, okay. So in reality, those that do knew that what they were going to do, it's the casino. It's just the con- casino. It, the you know when you go in have you ever been in a casino Josh where you walk in the one arm bandits just like man I can't even I can't even win a dollar you know it seems like they just you know you can't win anything the things are just you know like I'm not coming back and you come back another time and no matter what you're doing you're just hitting jackpots all over the place well there are times when the casinos you know tightening down the screws which they say they can't but they do uh, the same idea that's what these guys are doing they're tight that's why they started ramping up the interest rates who puts interest rates if we're going into a recession. Why would you jack up the interest rates? It doesn't slow the recession down. It speeds it up. It creates a faster trajectory. And if you guys, if that's what the casino does, right? Just fast, just yanks the money out of you faster. It doesn't give you a chance to play around with that money that might allow you to hit that jackpot. They want it out of your pocket and you leaving the door. Well, the same thing with this. They want you guys to all run out and make, you know, make bad decisions so that that way they're just standing there with all your money. And then you're going to have to come and ask them permission to exist. Yeah. So. Well, money is interesting because we're we're heading into a point right now where money is changing, money is transitioning, and I, I'm in agreement that it's unconstitutional for them to do this. But still, money is changing, and so if we know money is changing towards one direction, we should be moving our money towards those directions and investing in those directions. That's why I'm like I'm I'm so so invested in the cryptocurrency because I understand where things are ha- heading. Right. No, it's we're and we do have a lot of stuff heading in the wrong direction. But well, okay, so is the cryptocurrency what? Okay, when let me ask you this question. This is a layman's question. Um, when you buy your, you're buying like I'm giving you fiat dollars to a cryptocurrency, right? I'm buying Bitcoin. Well, what are they doing with that dollar that I gave them? I mean, I'm, I'm exchanging it for Bitcoin with U.S. dollar. How do, how does that work? I mean, in reality. 
If they don't want, they don't want fiat currency. So what do they do? Hurry up and exchange the fiat currency for Bitcoin so someone's willing to buy it back out. How does that work for them? Well, you know, you know at the end of the day is the, the goal or the dream of cryptocurrency would be to would be to have a stable coin in place. So that's why you have USDT, USDC, these types of things. A stable coin in place, which is accepted by retailers around the world, so you wouldn't have to exchange for fiat currency. And this is right. why you see the governments right now pushing for something known as central bank digital currency, or CBDCs, which is a centralized blockchain, and it's programmable, it's trackable, and it is the devil, I agree. Um, right. And this is not what a lot of the people in the blockchain and crypto community ever wanted. We knew it was right. inevitable, but it's not what we wanted. But either way, is that they use fiat dollars right now because that is the mostly accepted transactional currency on the planet. I mean, you have right. to have fiat dollars in order to pay your IRS bill, which is, what, tomorrow? <laughs> um, right. And, and in order to pay your bills and stuff like that. If the electric company was uh, you know, accepting USDT, well, guess what? People would go to USDT, which is a stablecoin known as Tether in cryptocurrency. If they were accepting Bitcoin, people would just use Bitcoin. Right. It's that simple. Well, what about the whole thing with XRP and that lawsuit the SEC has on there? What's that all about? Well, uh, 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 um, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Well, so when XRP first came out, they they claimed to be a utility and not a currency, right? Right. And the reason that is is because XRP facilitates what's known as interoperability exchanges within the XRPL XRP ledger, and so right. XRP is the medium of integration for that interoperability. So it's not a currency. It's, it has an actual utility use. The SEC came out and said, no, it's a currency or it's a, it's a security because they gave it off to investors when they first invested in the company. And so therefore, they're suing them for that. It's going to come out that the SEC um, was wrong and right. XRP will go to the moon. Right. So when do you think that's all going to pop off? Is that going to pop up at the same time in the economy or by the time the, the dollar goes to zero? Or how does that – where is that align up? Where does that line up for, like, when you're thinking of currency? Um, like how, that how depends. The XRP, I mean, is that, is, if it's a utility, is it the utility that then the big banks use, or is this a utility that allows it to work on the backside? So it's for like XRP, it's the, going to be a utility that the interbankings use, the big banks. Oh, okay. So that's why they don't. But what is it they say that, like, there's only, like, 5% of XRP actually bought up or something like that in the private sector? Is that correct? Yeah, there's a lot of XRP. There's like 140 billion XRP. So it's going to be right. really hard to buy it all up. But with that, I mean, it, it's a good crypto to buy into. Bitcoin's a good one. Ethereum's a good one. There's a lot of good ones. Solana, these types of things. But they all have their specific use case of which they're going to be utilized in what's developing. We were just talking there about building foundations for new technologies. Well, right. these cryptocurrencies, for everybody out there is like, oh, you know, that stuff's, you know, trackable and all that stuff. Yeah, it's public blockchain, which means that anybody who uses it, we can see what they're doing as we know their wallet address. But understand this is where technology is heading. The thing inside your hand right now, your phone, your car, the internet, computers, TVs, 
everything is going to be moving and migrating to what's known as Web 3.0 protocols. This is basically mm. inter-exchange between different platforms of data and information with like video streaming and metaverse, virtual reality, augmented reality, these types of things being integrated into it with AGI running in the backdrop, and that's artificial general intelligence or AI running in the backdrop. And mm -hmm. in order for that to happen, you have to have a foundation integrated within society for that to operate. What's being developed by all these companies right now is that foundation. Well, and that's the part where we have to figure out how – I mean you're, we're talking about stuff that – I mean I mean you understand the, the basics when the, or when I say the basics, the workings behind what blockchain is. But everybody keeps throwing the word blockchain out and then everybody starts getting glassy-eyed like, oh, I don't even know what they're talking about. And then the idea that the CBDC, which is a central bank digital currency, that's how they play in their. So the problem is, are we going to be able to work across borders and do instantaneous transactions across currencies? Like, so let's say I had a thousand XRP um, and all of a sudden it goes to, you know, whatever, some outrageous number. I mean, is that going to be paying me back dividends or is it only just because I own it? That's the value I have. And if I sell it, it's gone. Say that. Repeat the question. Repeat the question. <laughs> so if I so let's say like XRP, we just talked about that. The SEC is going out there for these guys. But if I own that, is there a return on my investment? Oh, they can pay me absolutely. dividends. Yeah, we'll get into okay. that when we come back. Cool. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back to the Dark Delight show. Ba -bum, ba -bum. Okay. Um, I got a whole bunch of something. Now, so why... Okay, does Bitcoin actually pay dividends now? So, dividends. There's a thing. Dividends. So, there's appreciation of price. So, if you invest in some of these assets, they appreciate in price. Right? Right. So, if you invest in XRP, which is like 54 cents, the all-time high was like three four dollars so right. it, it has lots of room to move up back up there right, right. same thing with bitcoin bitcoin's like twenty nine thousand. it has room to go to a sixty thousand hundred thousand probably it, probably in the next 30 years bitcoin will be a million dollars a coin i'm not i'm not joking about that that is legitimate and you're not going to get rid of it because it's decentralized peer-to-peer like you'd have to locate these people firstly, and secondly, you would have to take them all down sequentially, which is just impossible. So Bitcoin's not going away. Um, but yes, you can take Bitcoin and you can stake it. You can you can do things with it to where you're going to earn an interest rate on it by keeping it with various other companies who then take that value and, and loan it out and loans and stuff like that. They're, this is called decentralized finance. But a lot of right. cryptocurrencies, they offer the ability to go in there and just keep it in your wallet or stake it in um, like one of their platforms to where you can earn interest. And some of that times that interest is, you know, four to five percent typically. Um, right. But some of that is 12 percent to 20 percent. Some of it's 80 to 90 percent with a lot of the newer projects that are higher risk. You're getting, you know, 200 to 400 percent, 500 percent. Last two years ago mm -hmm. during the DeFi summer. You were getting 2,000, 3,000% APY. What? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. This is wow. where people made millions in cryptocurrency because of this. Man. I got, you know, I got into Doji the coin a little bit when it was real low, and then I got out when I thought it really kind of peaked, and it really hasn't recovered since. 
And uh, I got, I think I did okay on that, but that was one of those ones I kind of got in there and, you know, got to play the casino a little bit, you know, I let it ride. And then I thought, okay, all right, I'm good. Time to get out, you know? And I did. And I, and then it, it, it did, it, it did, it did fall after that. So I actually, you know, was on the right side of that whole buy a low sell, you know, buy a low sell high kind of deal. But well, yeah, the XRP and uh, go ahead. Well, well, to get into the, the, the Dogecoin and stuff. So Elon Musk right now just switched Twitter. So Twitter as a company is gone. It's now X Corp. And he's building a whole portfolio under X Corp. One is X.ai. That's going to be a big one. He's also integrated Twitter with trading through the eToro platform for Bitcoin and, and stocks and bonds. This is big as well because we're moving into the point of tokenization of these various different assets of, of Wall Street assets. What I mean by that is Wall Street assets will be moving towards the blockchain. That's right. Whenever you buy a stock or ETF, you know, back in the olden days, you used to give you that stock certificate, remember? And you could oh, put yeah, it in your yeah. vault and you could go trade it in. You notice these days you don't get that? means you don't really have the ownership over those assets. But what they're right. doing is they're moving towards a tokenization of those assets to where when you buy mm. a stock, you're going to get what's called a non-fungible token, okay, an right. NFT, and that NFT is going to be the holder of your stock that you have. And you're going to have all the information right there in digital form that you can print out and you can hold on to it and you can show that you're the owner of. And so everything's right. moving toward that. So this eToro thing of stocks and, and crypto that – Elon is integrated into Twitter is really important. Well, the interesting so he's thing gonna make, is he, he, Twitter's going to be like a one-stop shop then because you could trade stocks. There you go. It's going to be an everything platform. Uh, it's going to be yeah, an every, he's going to do a search that. engine, he's going to do um, an AI engine, he's going to do trading, he uh, banking, banking, he's going to uh, he's going to start offering interest rates that are probably traditionally higher than banks. Did you notice Apple today came out with 4.17% savings accounts? For people what? who want to hold their money with them, which is competing directly with the banks, you're about to see Elon come out with something very, very similar, probably offering 8 to 12% APY to keep wow. your money with them. They're trying to put the banks underground. And this is the fight that's, against I mean, that's, globalism. That's from a stud move, really. You think about that. That's a, that's, a big, that's a big step to say you're going to challenge the one world bank effect, the Rothschilds, those guys. You're going to go after that family effect. Well, it's the perfect time to do that because we're moving away from fiat currency. Well, true. Yeah. Ooh, what a time to be alive, man. (laughs) There's so much opportunity to make money. And and for anybody out there who's wondering, like, how do I get into cryptocurrency? Where do I start? These types of things. I do teach a crypto mastermind. I do a mastermind group every Sunday to where I help people, guide them through trading, investing, cryptocurrency. You can find that at redpills.tv slash crypto MM. And that's Mike Mike MM. So crypto MM. And if you just go to socialredpill.com, it's on there. You can find the information on there. So socialredpill.com. But this is, this is the real deal. This is like in the next 10 years, this is going to be a revolutionized industry within the world. It's going to be yeah. like – do you remember like when the iPod came out and people were listening to music on this little device? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and people started talking about how CDs and CD players and stuff like that were not the new technology moving forth but set in a sense an, in, inter, uh, an interactory technology, an interface right. technology that, that 
is a bridge between two different technologies. Then all of a sudden you started seeing SD chips come out, right? That you go into oh, your yeah. computer. And those didn't live too long because all of a sudden you had the cloud come out. And then you had the iPad come out. And then they miniaturized the iPad and the iPhone. And this revolutionized the way that things happen. And as of 2000, 2010, this whole world, the whole landscape within 13 years has been completely transformed through the cell phone revolution. Well, that cell phone revolution is about to get a massive upgrade. Two important factors to understand here. Number one, fusion energy. Fusion energy, 10 to 15 years, will be integrated completely into society. We'll no longer be doing fossil fuels, um, obviously for burning uh, for energy, but we'll be utilizing them for lubricants and those types of things, as well as solar and green energy. That stuff's gonna all go away once you have fusion energy reactors around this planet. The other part of this is artificial intelligence. You know, I just published a, a video on my Twitter about artificial intelligence. There is a uh, – this man, he, he's a podcaster. He just did an interview with a team in Singapore who are developing advanced AI algorithms. And one thing they did is they put people in MRI machines and they mapped – their brain imaging, so their neurological firing patterns when they thought right. about certain images. Think about a dog, think about a cat, think about a sunset. And the AI was able to extrapolate those neural pattern firings into actual images of what those people were thinking accurately. Yeah. Okay? Th that's how sophisticated this technology is. And, and look, you should be scared of this technology because it can be utilized for pre-crime, pre-thought, all this type of stuff, as well as it can be weaponized against mankind. Absolutely be afraid of it. But mm -hmm. understand that it becomes incredibly useful as well. Think about what something like that could do for the progression of technology. When you start putting the whole accumulative science of mankind into that machine and say, solve this equation, figure out gravity for us, figure out energy production for us, you know, develop us a, a fusion reactor. Guess what this thing's right. going to do? It's going to solve those problems and it's going to do it in a fraction of the time that a human being does it, especially with the amount of computing power that they have behind it. And, and then all we need now is just the infrastructure to be built up. That, that's the only thing that is stopping us from full utilization of this level of technology is the infrastructure. What do I mean by infrastructure is think about it like this, Jim mm -hmm. is you have, uh, 5G cell phone towers where you can get like one gigabyte, two gigabyte downloads on your phone, right? Right. Could you have done that 20 years ago? Oh, no. Well, guess what? They had oh, the no. same technology 20 years ago. I'll tell you this because I used it. it. Okay? Right. But the problem is, is you couldn't use it because the backbone of the wireless companies was all right. Ethernet cables. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the infrastructure in place. They didn't have the cabling. They didn't have the antennas. They didn't have the computers that could process information that fast in place. Right. Well, we have all the technology now. It's simply putting it together. And see, this is what Steve Jobs was good at. This is how he was able to develop the iPhone. He said, look, he goes, it's not about reinventing the wheel. It's not about in, in innovative and new technologies. It's about taking the technologies that we currently have and finding the best ways to optimize and use them. Right. That's it. Now, it's, think about that. I mean, I was, when I was doing the, the military contracting stuff, we were getting 300 download back in the early 2000s. And people don't want to talk about that. You know, the 300 download back then, people don't get 300 download at their house now. 
And yet there's people that can now get a thousand upload. I mean, that's crazy. I've actually tested out on some systems and I've seen that there's a thousand download and a thousand upload equal, equal uh, going back and forth because it was on fiber optic. I mean, to think about that, a thousand. I mean, that's unbelievable where we think about those download speeds and that we went, what, a, uh, AOL back in uh, the early 90s or yep. mid, well, the mid 90s. I mean, like I say, we'll see what we were doing AOL in 95, 96. That's not that long ago when you really think about the grand scheme of things, how far that's come. Used to have to exactly. Well, we went from AOL to Twitter. I mean, that's really the evolution. But mm-hmm. what is the next part? The, the next part is going to integrate wearables. So you have these uh, these these goggles that you put on these these metaverse goggles, right? And you can right. go into this this meta world, which is pretty cool. VR is pretty cool. Well, the next part of this is going to be augmented reality, to where you have some type of device that sits over your eyes, contacts, sunglasses, whatever they are, and you're walking down the street. And if you remember Back to the Future Two, where he's like walking down the street and he had that hologram that came out of the shark of Jaws twenty seven or whatever right. it was, and it jumped on top of him. That's that that technology is here right now and is being set to be integrated. Like five years from now you're gonna be seeing that all over the place. It's already being used in, in uh, Tokyo, in Singapore. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot secure your long-term emergency food storage from my patriot supply my patriot supply is by far the largest preparedness company in america they're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage when you need it it'll be there lunches dinners drinks and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day get free shipping on any order over 99 dollars. again go to redpills.tv slash patriot The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com 
and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back to the Dark Delight show. Yo! Jim, any more questions? (laughs) (laughs) Ain't got anything for me. No, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, no, that was, I mean, we just, we have to understand this stuff because if we don't, if we, okay, like uh, we're having this conversation, right? The, the whole psychology behind that, everything is, is that is when we have these open conversations, it plants those seeds of knowledge that allows you to, when someone else starts talking about it, you're catching up to them, right? We don't ever talk about this out loud. It's, it's just this hidden knowledge. It's a hidden secret. And that's, you know, that's basically what the dark ages was. There was only a few people on earth that could read and write. And they got to dictate to the, the rest of the people what was reality because they're the only ones that could read and the only ones that could write. So they could make up any version they wanted to to tell them whatever they wanted, right? So if we tell you that uh, you know Bitcoin is the devil uh, and that's all you hear from mainstream media, well, then that's what you're going to believe, right? Well, that's exactly right. And we as a people should start inquiring about these things ourselves, going out there and getting the true story of what is actually happening and going right to the source. Like if you want to know what Bitcoin is, go to the Bitcoin maxis, go to the people who are talking about Bitcoin because they're the ones that are going to talk about it truthfully and passionately. Don't go to, don't listen to the government. Don't listen to, to Dan Crenshaw or, or, or Ted Cruz or any of these guys on what they say Bitcoin is or, or Mitch McConnell, right? Don't don't mm-hmm. listen to them what they're telling. Oh well, big, big, Bitcoin is bad, and we need to we need to get rid of Bitcoin because it uh, undermines our security of the dollar. Forget that. Listen, right? These people have a criminal syndicate that they need to protect. We have to understand. It doesn't matter if you're left, right, conservative, liberal, neocon, moderate. I don't care. They are in the same boat. They are a criminal syndicate. They are racketeering the American people's taxpayer dollars overseas. You need an example of this? Go look at Ukraine. $400 million swindled away in U.S. taxpayer dollars to high-level people within the Ukrainian government. That does not include, okay, the others hundreds of millions, probably more, from the last year that I talked about in January, that I've been mentioning that does not include the amount of land that is being swindled away from the Ukrainian people and sold off to oligarchs, to foreign corporations, including U.S. businesses, including the businesses owned by Hunter Biden. Right. The assets of that country are being raped away from the people of that country. And this is the thing. This is exactly what will happen to America after this color revolution is complete and your politicians were complicit in it. Your politicians mm-hmm. are 100% a part of it. It doesn't matter well, if they're left wonder, or right. How, how can you go into this deal knowing that the people you're going into the deal with are willing to kill and maim and destroy lives, but I'm going to partner with that individual hoping that when all this goes down, they're not going to kill and maim and, and uh, take my fortune? Why would If you're a politician, why would you go along with that? I mean, it, seriously, if you're, you're gonna, they're going to kill you anyway, so why not stand up for something? I mean, you follow what I'm saying there? Like, these people are, like, trying to make the deal with the devil. It's like, you're still going to hell. Like, what are you doing? Like, don't don't tie in with those kind of people. That, to me, just seems to me, it makes more sense. It's like, wait, walk away from them. Money and power, Jim. Money and power. That, that's what it's about. Money and power. Hoping you're on the right side of this whole thing when it all falls apart. Yep. Hoping they're on <sighs> the right side of things when it all falls apart. You're exactly right. All right. 
Oh, remember I was friends with you? Remember I, I, I talked good about you? Remember me? Remember me? Nope. I mean, they think they're going to have real, they're going to have amnesia all of a sudden when this all goes down about who helped who. Because if they're willing to do this, if they're willing to kill people, then why do you think they're not going to kill you because you made a deal with them? Like the, that goes, well, they already I'll are the, killing people. I mean, well, what do you think yeah. the whole vaccine thing was? This is True. genocide. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was having discussions with some people this weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to mention their names. But they're telling me of, of people they know whose, whose, whose family members have died. Young people, mm-hmm. 20s, 30s, 40s, like of, of heart conditions. Like th- this is right. unheard of. Like you have some of the top cardiologists in the world right now speaking out against it, saying this is unprecedented. That we've mm-hmm. never seen this many rare heart conditions ever in our life being reported on the mainstream media. I mean, how many people have, in Hollywood have died of heart conditions over the last year? About six or seven of them. How many? Yeah. Well, that's the ones you've heard of. Not all the little yeah. sub, you know, the sub stars you never hear of that fill in and do commercials and all the other stuff. They're just not there anymore. Now, how many athletes have also died of this? Right. I mean, what's yeah. it, Demar? Demar Hamlin. I mean, he didn't die, but what do, what, what do people really think happened there with DeMar Hamlin? Oh, well, he took a shot to the chest. No, he didn't. Nope. He absolutely, if you watch that video, no, he didn't. He had myocarditis undiagnosed due to vaccine injury, and that's why mm-hmm. he dropped on the, on the field. And that's and why he just he's got a fresh one. Be quiet. Right. He got a fresh one just a couple, what, three weeks before that, four weeks before that? I mean, everybody forgets that he talked about before uh, Christmas that he went out and got an extra booster. I mean, that was that's all right there. I mean, this, these are all open testimony, things that they talked about openly. So it's not like, I mean, this falls perfectly in line with what we know the vaccine injury people are facing, that it doesn't happen in the first two or three months, but it happens after that, and it's a long-term effect. Cancers come back. Uh, old breathing problems come back. Uh, all of a sudden, they've got joint issues. They've got heart issues. They've got va- vascular issues. Uh, their legs have gone numb. Uh, this is so it's not an un, you know th- again yeah you're saying that they've been out there killing us. I, they absolutely have been, and they're not even faking that part. No, they're not faking it, and and things are going to get systematically worse at that end because they want to reduce the population. They they mm-hmm. want to reduce the global population. They don't care who's left. They just know that whoever's left will most likely be the smartest and the strongest, refreshing the gene pool. You're dealing with eugenicists. If you don't believe me, go and look out there at the history of the eugenics revolution in the United States of America in the late 19th century, the early 20th century, and look at the people who financed this revolution. The Rockefeller Foundation. Who financed Margaret Sanger? The Rockefeller Foundation. Who was she? She was a white supremacist eugenicist who wanted to go out there and castrate minorities. Yes, that was Margaret Sanger. Yes, Planned Parenthood. Yes. And if you go look at her name. Yeah, if you go and look at the statistics from 1964 to present date with Planned Parenthood, over 80 million black babies have been aborted. 80 million. Well, the consistent uh, since what twenty seventeen, there has been more black babies uh, taken out of the womb and killed uh, than that they have been born naturally. Uh, people don't realize that that that's that right there is genocide. Why don't we call that genocide? 
But we're literally killing off generations and generations of people, but yet we're not talking about that. I mean, that's the part that's like, oh, no, genocide's only when a foreign dictator does it to his blah, 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 blah. No, we're doing it through a medical procedure. And we're calling it a medical procedure. That's that's the slippery slope where we, we've, we, we've, uh, we've quit calling the devil the devil, right? Now he's my friend. Well, we that's quit the calling the devil the devil because the, the greatest trick the devil ever did was uh, convincing mankind that he didn't exist. But instead, mm-hmm. it already integrated himself all throughout society. That, that's the oh, truth yeah. in the matter. And what we're looking at is all the devil's angels who have taken over society. Beelzebub, greed and, and gluttony and all this stuff. Look at it. it. It is running rampant in this world. And yeah, maybe this is the reliving of Sodom and Gomorrah. I don't know. But when we start looking at our society today, we can abundantly say, that we are being inundated by massive chaos. And this chaos is only going to continue until the system self-destructs and eventually collapses. And after the collapse, they will pick up the pieces with all the solutions. Because that's their that's their uh, their motto. Problem, reaction, solution, right? Right. Absolutely. All right, guys. That's the all the time I have today. Jim will be joining you for the rest of the show. Hope you guys have yep. a fantastic day. I'll see you guys again tomorrow. Jim, have a good show. Thanks, John. See you. There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Welcome back to Dark Light Show, your second hour here on Mondays and Wednesdays. I'm your host, Jim Price. Thank you guys so much for being here on WYSL. Guys, this is your extended lunch hour, so take time. Tell your boss, hey, I got things I'm doing. I got priorities. This is what we're going to do for today. So don't even, don't just, you know, hey, man, go do your thing, man. I'm doing the Jim Price thing. No, anyway, I don't, you guys work it out between your bosses. But as we talk about all this stuff with the blockchain and the information that we're seeing going on, like Ukraine, uh, FTX. Remember the whole FTX debacle? That whole thing fell apart. You know, that was a thing or not a thing. It is a thing. We're not worried about that anymore. I mean, we're going back to the idea of what is what is legitimacy in the SVB, Silicon Valley Bank. That that whole thing collapsed, right? We had to talk about that. We talked about talked about it, and all of a sudden, poof, it's okay because all the depositors somehow got made whole and then everything's fine now, including Oprah Winfrey, including Gavin Newsom, including a lot of celebrities that you know had a lot of money tied up in there. And yet the bank still w- went ahead and failed. But then we went around and just suddenly was able to ba- bail them out wildly with lots and lots of zeros. Now, where did those zeros come from? Well, they said they had those zeros hidden away in a fine little account that nobody knew about. It was just the transaction fees that they've been using on banks for a long, long time. They had a little extra, so they thought they'd throw something at it. Guys, think about this. They had a little extra account that had some money in there that was able to bail out billions, tens of billions of dollars of dollars that were just, quote, unquote, lost out of thin air. 
I begin to wonder why we even be, we pay attention to this as a society or as a just a human being. And I mean, if this was your, if this was any type of relationship you're in, I mean, I, I asked Joss last week. You know, it, it's 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 a a metaphor or a symbolism of what your government does. You know, I asked Josh if your wife was paying all the next door neighbors' bills, paying their mortgage, buying them a new truck, getting their kids Christmas present, and you're over here trying to make your bills on the credit card. Swiping the credit card every month, trying to pay your bills, trying to pay your bills. And you're like, hey, why don't we have any money? And your wife's like, don't worry about it. You know, you're 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 not going to be with that wife for very long if she's paying the bills for the people next door. But that's what our government does. And that's what our government's doing with the idea that they're going to bail this bank out. They bail the bank out just because they can, because they wanted to. And it's all about, okay, so when we talk about will, right, free will. When you do, you have the will to do something. Is do you have the will or the way? Uh, what do you? What is what is in your mindset that okay? I have the will to do this. I've given you guys the exact statistics or the exact examples that our our lottery system is under. Right, it, our lottery system is federally ran. I mean, if you guys want to think it's your local county, state, whatever, you could, that's fine. This is all the numbers game that the mafia used to use. Well, your company, your country became the mafia. They shut the mafia down because the mafia was making money without them. And so how do you get rid of your competition? Well, you throw them in jail and you kill them. Oh, we had to raid their house. Oh, they shot back. Oh, we just happened to shoot them all. They're all dead. No witnesses. This is what the this is how they got rid of the mafia. So they took over running numbers. And it's called the lottery system. It's running numbers. It's the numbers game. It's the oldest thing on the book. We've been doing it forever. It's it's part of what's going on, but the government wasn't getting their taste. So they took over the numbers game. Eight billion individual tickets are sold and tracked through the lottery system every single year but yet we can't and i'm using round numbers because it's actually a little bit higher this but we can't count 150 million presidential ballots every two years yet they have a drawing twice a week 52 weeks in a row never have a glitch never have a contested ticket never have i mean i'm sure there's some little people there's some people go out there to do some stuff or whatever but in reality, I mean, we're talking basically a flawless system because they have the will to run those numbers. They have the will to keep the credibility and the integrity of that number systems intact. Why? Because they make a lot of money on it. But when you go and you get a free and fair election, then you're going to take away the power that they've been holding over you. And so they don't have the will to correct it. They don't have the will to want to do it right. They don't want to have they don't have the they don't have the want the will to be able to count these correctly and quote unquote hide the identities of individuals' ballots. I don't know, guys. Whenever I have cast a ballot in my past, I didn't sign my name on it. It didn't have my address on there. So I'm not really sure why having photographs of ballots is really a problem. Now, if I have a, a, an ability to track my ballot through a serial number that I have, you know, can write down or keep my a little tear off strip. Okay, well, this is your ballot. Here's your and here's your uh, receipt for that ballot, and your ballot number is blah 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 blah. Okay, and then I could go check online, and I could see that my ballot counted in that once. And why can't we do that? I mean, that's that's called having the will to do it, right? Do you have the will? Do you have the will to do it? Well, they have the will to sell eight billion with a B, eight billion lottery tickets every year, flawlessly, year after year after year, decade after decade. How long has the lottery system been around? They've been doing this since what the eighties. They started up the lottery system. The state ran gambling. I mean, so since the eighties, they've just had this flawless system going on. 
and no problems, but yet we have an election system that doesn't and can't handle itself. We have a, a financial system that will a bank will collapse. I don't know. <laughs> this is the part I don't understand. I don't get this. Okay, so a bank has money, but all the money is fictitious, and then they go and they bail it out with fictitious money. What are we talking about here? It's like the the casino boss, you know, throwing a couple extra black chips your way, a couple extra hundred chips to him. It doesn't cost him anything for you to have those $200 chips he just threw your way if you felt like you were wronged because they're all fake clay chips anyway, and you're going to leave most of that back in the till anyway. Yes, there are some people who walk out as winners. Yes, there's some anomalies here and there where somebody walks out with a lot of zeros, but what's the first thing they do? Let's say you win the $1 million... Uh, what do we want? Will of Fortune jackpot. Well, what's the first thing they do? They take they take their chunk out of it. They take their taxes. The government gets their taste. But aren't all uh, casinos ran by state or actual you know huge state uh, uh, legalities? The 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 regulations that they have to, to perform their casino activities in. So the state has them paying permits and paying taxes, and then you're paying taxes and all this other stuff. The idea that, you know, a lot of times we say, well, the casinos ought to be making money hand, money hand over fist. Well, that's not true because casinos do go under. I mean, the burdensome uh, fact of what government is really shows you that a lot of the casinos probably would pay out better, but they have to pay to the man so heavily that they just don't, that there is not really that much left over. I mean, I know that I'm trying to sound like I'm sympathetic to casinos, but the sad part of it is the regulations are a- absolutely burdensome. And so the same thing with the the, the the lottery. You know, you guys say, well, they got up to a billion dollars. Well, you're the, you know, whoever gets it's only going to get six hundred million. Yeah, why are they only getting six hundred million out of a billion? Because the state and the federal government gets their taste first. Oh, they take it right off the top. They don't even let you get the billion dollars and leave leave town with it. No, no, no. They take it right off the top, and then you still have to then go and file taxes on that money as income. And once you do that, then you still have to figure out if you have to pay taxes on top of the taxes you already paid. So what I'm talking about here is the will to do the right thing. And we, Josh and I, talked about cryptocurrency. We talked about the financial markets. We talked about you know this war in, in Thailand, uh, Taiwan and the you know Yellow Sea and the, blah, all this stuff. I mean, all we have to do is just not, just just not. We don't. We do not have to go to war. We do not have to play their game. We do not have to use their currency. We do not have to ingest their government chemicals. We do not have to obey. They have to obey us. But we're not taught that. We're not taught the idea that all these things we see, all these things you, you know in your heart of hearts, you know deep down inside, you're like, yes, this, isn't, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel right, Jim. What's going on? It's not right. And we should not have to be continually paying into that. I I, went, I broke it down on my show, uh, was it last week? And I think I talked to you guys a little bit about it. I think gasoline is literally taxed at like a 300% rate. And I believe most every product that we actually ever get into our hands has been taxed over 300%. And people still don't, they don't want to understand that, but 30% of your paycheck has already gone before you get to spend it, right? Well, yeah. If you get, if you're going to get a go get a job, I don't care if it's ten bucks an hour or a thousand bucks an hour. You know, thirty some percent of that is gone on payday. Doesn't matter if you're paid once a week or once a month. It's poof, it's gone, right? That's just thirty percent right off the top. Well, then you go to the the grocery store. There's another seven or eight percent. But that grocery store had to pay property tax, you know, 
you know, profit tax if they actually make any profit, but then all their employees have to pay backside taxes and all this other. Guys, we just don't pay attention how we've been messed around so much with all this stuff. But in reality, do you, they have the will. They, if they had the will to put, set you free, you couldn't stop them from setting you free. If they had the will to want to get the elections right, you couldn't stop them from getting it so perfected that there's absolutely no way that there's actually any room for any fallacy, any pushback whatsoever. It would be absolutely accurate every single time. If they had the will to do it, and if you had the will to quit using their fiat currency, you could do it. If you had the will to quit obeying them, you could do it. But see, you don't. You don't have that will. And why? Well, because it doesn't hurt enough yet, Jim. It doesn't hurt enough, Jim. Jim, we're just not hurting enough. The fact that it takes almost $200 to fill up my truck, it should tell you guys that that's not acceptable behavior. When, it, when just a couple of years ago under Trump, I, I, don't, I couldn't get to $100 to, to fill up my truck. Oh, but inflation's only up to 3% or 7%, Jim. Okay, then why am I paying $3 instead of three, I mean, three and a half dollars, almost $4, instead of $1.89? Why is that? And if you're saying that that's 15 or 20% or 8% or whatever they keep trying to tell you the inflation numbers are, I mean, you're gullible, man. You'll just listen to anything they have to say. The problem is, is that 50% of those gallons of gas go straight to taxes. So why would they want gas prices to go down? They don't. Because it's incentivized, they get more taxes by its by percentages. See how they play that game? All right, guys, I got a commercial break coming up here at WSYSL. The Dark Delight Show will be right back. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from my Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. 
My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Welcome back to Dark Delight Show. I'm your host here, Jim Price. Thank you so much for guys for hanging in there. Guys, this whole the whole thing just just is dirty, right? And so it's it's a, the best way in how you get all this information. And yeah, me and Josh are talking about different things and they seem a little complicated, but in reality, we both do shows outside of this, the jimpriceshow.com. You guys can look me up there or go to, to Josh's as well. He's got a lot of great different uh, chat rooms that he'll do with you where if you're talking about crypto, you can chime in and say, hey, talk to me about this. Say this or that. And that's how you get a better understanding of the world around you is asking the questions that you feel are completely ludicrous. And a lot of times it's not really that they're ludicrous and other people have the exact same question. It's just, you know, you, you need to ask it. If you feel silly, whatever, get past all that. Let me get past it all. Don't even worry about that. Ask the question and get the answer because then it'll lead you to the next question and it'll lead you to the next question. And as long as you're willing to continue to ask questions and continue to to process everything you're bringing in, you're going to continue to grow. If you keep doing the same old thing over and over again and expecting a different response, well, that's called stupidity and motion. And we got to quit being those people. We're, We're better than that. And so as we go through these things, we talk about the different things in the world around us. We need to be better stewards of the information and better students going out there and really finding things that are going on. Now, uh, Daily Wire put out an article uh, today. It says, the president continues to hide. Kevin McCarthy addresses Wall Street on pending national debt default. Uh, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is an, um, announced on Monday that lawmakers would soon vote to raise the debt ceiling for one year and seek to slow spending increases for federal agencies. How about this, Mr. McCarthy? How about you just freeze the budget of what it was last year? Just period. Just freeze everybody's budget. And then go in and start really going in and defining what these agencies actually do. I don't know why we don't go into these business case or into these uh, these different agencies and say, I want a business case showing the profitability, the benefit to society that this really creates. And don't say, well, it's that way we don't have, you know, the, the rivers are just on fire. They're so polluted, the fishies can't live in there. The problem with it is, folks, is those things happen even with the EPA existing today. The sad part of it is our technology is so stifled and so held back that we literally pollute only because the EPA will not let us upgrade to new technologies. That's a true thing. That's an actual fact. The the EPA holds back progression of knowledge and development of products. And literally, even though there's systems right now that the EPA, quote unquote, approves, they're far more toxic, far more pollutant, far more inefficient, less profitable than the new technologies. But they won't approve the new technologies. Okay, because that why? Because they're gonna make you're gonna make more money. It's gonna make the product cheaper. It's gonna make it safer. No, they literally hold on to this stuff because a lot of these people that are put into these situations, they, like the whole guy that was uh, stealing luggage, he was your nuclear waste secretary. And do you guys know that the guy that was had a shaved head but called himself a girl and then was stealing luggage off of airport racks off the the luggage uh, conveyors? Yeah, that guy. 
he was in charge of your nuclear disposal process. So when you guys think of your government as being these, you know, the greatest of us all, the mind, oh, the mind, oh, the greatest minds work for the government. No, they don't. Greatest creeps really work for the government. The greatest people that are willing to con you and manipulate you work for the government, not those that actually have the government's or not that has you your your best interest in the heart at heart. They, if they really had your best interest at heart, they would have actually put a person who specializes in nuclear waste disposal in charge of nuclear waste disposal. But they didn't. They put some virtue signaling dude in there that rest, runs around in dresses with long fingernails and a mustache calling himself a girl. I mean, this guy is a weirdo from the word go, but you're placating to his sexuality out in front of everybody. And we're allowing for this to happen. So we are. We are allowing. This is your government. But then we have McCarthy out there saying, hey, we're going we're gonna to raise the debt ceiling and hopefully somehow get our spending under control. Well, that doesn't work that way. If the credit card company ups your limit, what do you do? You spend more money. You had it maxed out yesterday, and they gave you three more thousand today. What most people are going to do, they're going to go out there and run it up another three thousand. That's the problem with this. They're raising the debt ceiling so they can spend more money. He didn't say we're going to keep the debt ceiling where it is, keep the keep our you know live within our means. This is how we're going to do it. We're going to put everything on hold. They're going to go to a full stop. No, he didn't say that. No, we're going to go ask for a credit rate uh, credit increase, and then we're going to spend into that, saying, "Hey guys, we really need to you know be more." you know, better stewards with our money, please. But he's not going to even really put any effort behind that, right? Because he doesn't have the will to fix it. He does not have the will to fix it. If the Federal Reserve says, yeah, go ahead and raise the ceiling, we'll we'll go ahead and cover you for it, problem solved. Everybody gets the money, everybody gets the pet projects, everybody gets to go in debt more. Guys, we are racing towards a point where we're not going to be able to make the interest payment. And I think Glenn Beck and other people have told you that already, and this is not something new. No, you got to be mindful of that. That's called, that is absolute bankruptcy. We're not even making the principal payment anymore. We've backed down to interest-only payments. Yeah, that's how bad it really is. And, and we, and, but, you know, again, if you guys want to be, you want a different future, if you want a different response, you want a different life, you want to do these things, quit doing superstition and tradition. How do we do it? Well, this is how we always do it. It's uh, you know, this is how we do it. Well, well, why don't we change? Oh, we can't dare change. That is tradition and superstition. Can't dare change because oh, that's how because we've always done it this way. Tradition, we've always done it this way. Can't change it. That's superstition because we're afraid something's going to happen if we change it. The sad part of it is, is that if we go back to the Constitution, which we had before as being the only law of the land, why is that a problem for people? I mean, seriously. I, I, I'm going to go back to the, and I think this is a great way to put this. I don't rob banks because it's illegal. I don't rob banks because I don't want to. Simple as that. I don't understand why that's even like, well, that's, you know, you don't rob banks because it's the law. No, I don't rob banks because I don't want to. I don't have the desire to. And the sad part of it is, is that there's too many things in our life that our government has bothered to tell us, oh, you can have that, right? Oh, you can have that. Oh, you, yeah, you can have that. No, everything is free to me. Everything in my life that I choose to want to do is freedoms and liberties. It falls under all of that. It's all, and, and to say that in the, in the Constitution, anything outside the Constitution is repugnant, we need to, re, we need to listen to that. The reason that they called it repugnant, because it's dirty. It's not what it should exist. It's not. It's, it's a, a, an offense. 
But we don't want to talk about it that way, right? Because the Constitution is absolutely our backstop to the government staying over there and out of our lives. But our government just told us that they're going to go raise the credit card debt, the debt ceiling, and then we're going to continue to pay for that when we're only making interest-only payments now. Now, if I was a banker and someone came to me and there's some 30-some trillion dollars in debt, they're like, hey, man, I need a little bit more, man. Can you raise my debt? Can I, I got to go borrow some more money, man. I'd be like, you know, partner, no. No, we're not, we're not doing that anymore. You get caught up in what you got. You, get this, you cut this down to about half, and then we'll talk about whether we can extend you any more debt. See, that's the problem is we're not paying down our debt. We're just paying the interest. So that means this stuff just keeps running forward, keeps marching on through the darkness, and we don't have a way to stop it. But you know what? You do. You have the ability to walk away from this. If you just quit putting any type of energy behind that fiat currency called the U.S. You know, Federal Reserve dollar, the denim, denim, the denim bill. You, it's by, by the way, dollar bills are made out of denim. Anyway, uh, people don't realize that that's what that's about. But anyway, so the the idea, if you guys just quit quit using that, if you go to a Bitcoin or a Doji coin or whatever, and you start committing commerce that way, or you start using silver or gold as commerce, that then that system fails and you don't feel the effect of it, right? Because you walked away from it. It's like saying, well, you know, I I don't have I don't think I've I don't think I've shopped at Walmart, and I've been I've been in a Walmart. I can't say I haven't been in one, but I don't think I've shopped in a Walmart in a couple of years, probably three or more years than that. Why? Because I don't want to. Well, Walmart's shutting down across the country, which gives me hope that you guys are voting with your money that you're not going back to that same box store. Maybe that's exciting for me to say, oh, good, look, good. These guys are actually moving forward. They're actually walking away from this. That's a great thing. See, you guys can do that. You can shut down the Walmarts of the world. You can shut down those greasy, slimy, you know, corporate entities that are actually out there telling you that you need to get some carbon credits and you need to lower your footprint and all this other stuff. Guys, carbon credits, that's all that's all make-believe. And the idea that we're lowering our carbon footprint actually is defulging the earth. If we don't start putting more carbon into the earth, more CO2, more fumes, more more uh, fire, more soot, we're going to actually defoliage the earth. We are actually lowering the ability for the earth to produce vegetation. And that sounds weird because you've been told for decades and decades that the CO2, the bubbly stuff in your soda pop and in your beer is what's killing the earth. But that's what we need to keep the earth alive. See how they got you? It's all a game. All right, guys, I got a commercial break coming up here on the Dark Delight Show. I'm Jim Price. We'll be right back. Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. I'm your host here, Jim Price. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. As we continue to talk about the just how you're going to respond to these things, how you're going to look at it. This is this is these are these bear traps they put out there for you. Now, this is coming uh, out of uh, this is this article here says California rolls out fixed rate electric plant uh, bills based on how much you earn. 
So basically, they're going to go in and they're going to create the budgetary level uh, down to your, you know, oh, you're making this much. Well, we're going to take this much for electricity, this much for housing, this much for your food. I mean, they're they're going to this is them doing the social credit score. That's what the whole credit rating thing was when it was brought in in 1971. By the way, 1971, even though that was a year I was born, you guys ought to really look at 1971, um, 1913, 1871. These are huge dates and turning points for our country. When I talk about 1971, the sad part of it is, yes, it correlates with my birthday, but they have been instituting things from across the board where we brought into full scale use of this quote-unquote credit system that we all believe our credit score somehow determines whether our ability to pay back a loan or not. And it's, you know, it's all done by how accurate. By the way, your credit score has nothing to do with how much credit card debt you really have, to be honest with you. If you have a, if you have a, a lot of credit card ability and you have, you're carrying just a little bit of credit card debt, they love that, right? Because it shows you have all this, you have 20 credit cards and you're using about $1,000, right? And you have about $1,000 in debt. They love that, right? Because it makes it look good on the balance sheet. The sad part of it is, is most of your credit score is actually developed after on the consistency and the accuracy in which you actually report your, uh, when you apply for a loan. Did you put the same address? Did you put the same employment? Did you use the same phone number? Did you change phone numbers? Did you change emails? This is that whole thing where they're just tracking you and putting you in down into a little bitty box and saying, listen, if you live in this little box, then you get to have little special privileges. And if you live in this little box, you get to do these little special things. And, oh, we'll pat you on the head and give you a good interest rate. So this is uh, the Golden State uh, Top 3 Electric Companies has rolled out their proposal for fixed rate electric bill structure based on income. I'm sure this is going to end really well. The S- uh, SCE said it will uh, benefit approximately 1.1 million of its low-income customers who they claim will see their bills drop 16 to 21%. Well, this is also the same state who's turned off all of their, their nuclear plants. This is the same state that has brownouts and blackouts as being part of the natural cycle of the summer for them. Oh, they naturally know that this is going to be okay, but at the same time, we're going to lower your bill for the lower-end people, but now they're going to raise the bill for the higher-end people, right? Oh, but we're taxing the rich. See, this is a problem with this. Why are we taxing utilities, which is a basic human necessity, like what we run our daily lives off of? Why do we tax food? Why do we tax utilities? Why do we tax property? This is the most inhumane thing I've ever seen. And I, I'm, you know, I, I, I don't. I think we should have consumption tax only. Consumption tax would bring a windfall of cash to the federal government and the state more than we realize, but I don't think the federal government should be looking for income tax. I think the federal government should hand it, handle their taxation issues with tariffs, incoming and outgoing products. None, nothing to do with us. It has to do with anything that crosses the border. That's the federal government's job. But for me, consumption tax makes a lot of sense. But here, they're putting people into the hunger games. They're putting people into the social credit score system. Now, when you turn your, your bills in or your W-2s in to get your lower bill, well, now that's put you in a different thing. Now they're going to be tracking you a little bit harder, making sure that you really do deserve that, ta- that, uh, that credit or that cut on your rate. Now, think about that. Where, is the, where are they going to get the money for that? Oh, they're going to get it out of the other people. The sad part of that is, is that if we just had no tax on it, it would probably alleviate the bills of a lot of people almost instantly. Because too many times in federal regulations, in city, county, state, and regulations, 
cost us so much just for our basic necessities. Like I said, every gallon of gas has 50 some percent tax in it. So they're not going to they're they're not happy when ta- when gasoline's at a dollar 89 because they're only getting half of that. But if if gasoline's up at three and a half, four dollars, oh well, they're happy because they're getting half of that. And that's a bigger chunk, bigger chunk to the federal government. Now imagine that they did that on percentages, not on oh two cents per gallon. Well, they used to do that, but they figured out percentages makes a lot more sense because when gasoline goes up, boy, they sure make a lot more money. The sad part of that is, is we can actually be energy independent, but now we're buying this oil from other people, which I can't. I'm really amazed that we buy oil from another country and it takes months for these things to get from point A to point B and it's still cheaper than just buying it from ourselves. That's stupidity in motion as well. I don't understand why we allow that to go on. I want my oil based from America. I want to buy only oil from America. That's it. I don't want Canadian oil. I don't want Mexican oil. I want American oil. And I want my refineries to go in there and tell me what the best practices, good, better, or best, best practices for being able to refine that that fuel and getting it back to us as fast as possible from the ground. I want to know what that is, and I want their ideas implemented into our quote-unquote regulations. But we can't have that conversation because that just makes too so much sense. Again, do they have the will to change? Do they have? Are they incentivized to do the right thing? No. No, they're not. Because too many times the lobbyists and all the others are out there, you know, Greasing the palms of the right people to get decisions made to where they go their way, right? That's what lobbyists are for. Lobbyists need to be taken out of government. We need to take the money out of government. And you'd find that they'd go find something. All the criminals and con artists and all that, they'd go find something else to do. And they'd get out of our government. And then our government would get out of our pockets and out of our way. And we, we don't want to talk about that, right? We don't want to talk about what's really going on right in front of us where our own government is continuing to destroy us. And we allow it because lobbyists, oh, hey, we need a seatbelt law. Everybody's going to be safer. Yeah, and then you could pull people over and then start running their you know run their background and see if they got a warrant out or see if they got a tell light or see if they got insurance and boy those seatbelt laws well, that'll just help the police department to get more criminals off the road. No, it was about the insurance company wanting to make sure that they were lowering their personal injury claims on car accidents and then the ability to to actually cancel your insurance if you're not wearing a seatbelt. See, this is the part of the problem right here where we have insurance companies and people that have nothing to do with us are making decisions for us. And then when then we're over here building the cages for ourselves. Oh, thank you. May I put my seatbelt on so I can drive? Thank you. I mean, this is dumb. I mean, we don't have to live this way. Why? And, and why did we give over our the what? Are, hey, guys, let me ask you this. When's the last time you looked at a, a car? A car, a, just a just a just a regular day car. I don't care if you if it's a if it's a Ford or a Chevy or a Toyota or a Nissan or Dodge. When have you really looked at one of those cars, not the pickup trucks, but the cars, and go, "Wow, the styling on that is breathtaking." The problem is, is they are all just turds. They're not. They don't. There's nothing artistic about this. There's nothing fantastic that makes me want to go out and buy one of these things because they're all just these these little bloops. Even the Teslas. I don't think Teslas are attractive at all. I don't think they're nice. And why do they seem that they have to have all this big, bulky car? If you actually look at some of the most efficient cars we have out there, they're like spider-like cars. They're, they have just the wheels are out there by themselves. There's a very little, uh, you know, chassis or, or uh, you know, uh, coach for the person to sit in. It's very minimized. Those are the most efficient. But yet these cars are this just a big arc. It looks like a Volkswagen, but with pointy ends on either end. 
you know the old Volkswagen Beetles. It's got it's it's just a hump and point at the front, point at the back, and that's there's nothing creative about that. But we've lost the beauty in automobiles. We've lost the beauty in our buildings. We've lost the beauty in our lives, and we don't realize that we've just we got square boxes. Oh look, another Walmart. Oh, I wonder what they're gonna do. Oh, square box, big square box. Well, what's gonna be inside? Aisles, straight aisles. What's the ceiling look like? It's white. What's the floor? It's white. Everything's just this clinical. Nothing's nothing is unique. Nothing is spectacular. Nothing has you know character to it. These old buildings that we used to have around, and we used to use these amazing buildings. You know, where's the architecture in that? Where's the beauty in the in the buildings? Oh no, look, McDonald's put another square box up. I mean, what's going on there? Nothing is unique. Nothing is special. And we've 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 kind of dumbed ourselves down to now we're going to be okay with. The California folks paying a percentage of their income to electricity. Oh, because you only make this much, uh, you only have to pay 50% of your electric bill. Oh, you pay 70% of your electric bill according to your income. These are cages. These are cages. If we took the EPA out of how we get electricity, our, our skies don't suddenly go dark with black soot from coal plants. What we find is we have a, a huge renaissance of energy and generation when you get the EPA out of the way they're going to show you how more efficient they could really be and how better how much better they can be they're not going to get sloppier they're not going to get dirtier they're going to get better and that's the part where we we just can't believe that the human spirit wants to do something better what we really do and yes there'll be nefarious peoples out there that want to oh well you know go ahead and just dump that in the creek over there well, again, people vote with their money. If we catch a dumping in the creek, we catch you destroying stuff, well, then we're not going to support you. We're not going to send our money your way. You're going to go away. The guy who's doing the right thing, the guy who's actually out here making energy cheaper, making it cleaner for everybody else, then we're going to follow that guy. But we don't have that ability because electric companies are, you know, those are, those are utilities now that are regulated by the government. They're just government-ran agencies with a private name on it. This public-private partnership stuff is really a dangerous road. I, I agree that sometimes during charity situations where the government gets in the way and can't be charitable to the individual because of bureaucracy, that the churches and charities do a better job. So that kind of public-private partnership where the government sees that there's an issue, calls the church and say, hey, can you help these people? Boom. That's a public-private partnership. When the government's paying the church to help people, well, that's when we have a problem, right? All right, guys, I kind of rambled off on that. we got a commercial break coming up. I'll be right back. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. 
They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Welcome back. <laughs> welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. I'm your host here, Jim Price. Thank you so much for tuning in. <laughs> oh, Bob brings up the best intros on those stuff. Well, there's some disturbing news coming out of your government. As, you know, this is one of those things where I just I, I, I want people to be mindful. It looks like a nice carrot. It's something to you know run towards. Oh yeah, we're going to be. Oh, let's do this. Let's do that. It looks sounds like a great idea, but in reality, um, this is a real problem. Where when we run to these, it's mousetrap, right? It's it's a real problem for us. Uh, oh, by the way, that kid who released that information out of that, you know, he's supposedly the National Guard kid who released that information that was about the different stuff going on in Ukraine and some other things like that. That right there is the shiny object. Again, it's your 9-11 effect of what they're trying to keep you away from seeing the debt ceiling being raised or trying to put you. Let's not talk about Ukraine. Let's not talk about. Oh, wait, we're going to talk about Ukraine and we're going to normalize the conversation that, well, the soldiers are already in Ukraine working there. So we might as well just send some more so- soldiers into Ukraine. Do you see what's going on here, folks? And the f- sad part of this is, is yes, we have our own military s- signing in with the Gazarian Mafia. The Gazarian Mafia, if you look it up and find out what's really going on there, it's going to hurt your feelings. Because a lot of the things that we've actually put our, our heart and soul behind is really, it's not that good. Um, it's just a real, it's a real, like, it's a real problem for us when we don't realize that the world around us is... Just got evil people in it. Josh referred to it earlier that uh, the devil convincing you that the devil doesn't exist is really what what's really what we're up against. And so remember, the angel of light who was kicked out of heaven, the angel of light. He's the angel of life. If he appeared in front of you right now, he would be so beautiful and so amazing, and the music or the sound you would hear would be so breathtaking. You would fall down. Uh, you just fall down in in awe of this individual, okay, or this this angel. And that same angel was able to talk other angels out of the heavens. And yet you think that somehow you have the fortitude to be able to hold off Satan and, you know, in this angel of light, it, it's real. And we got to be mindful that what we're up against is the angel of light, the most beautiful angel that was created. And yet we can go around. We think about the, you know, 
the hooved red guy with the horns and the tail and all that stuff. In reality, the the idea of the, how beautiful the angel was really is it shows you how evil and how good it can be at the same time. And they show you these, oh, well, if you just do this, everything's going to be fine. There is a lot of truth to that. And so be careful that we go out there and uh, we wish that we knew, you know, we wish we knew what evil really looked like. But in reality, evil, if it was appear in front of us, he's the angel of light. And we got to be careful that that angel of light can then deceive us with things that we think are good. And even though there's a lot of evil out there, um, we have to be mindful to be the good to people out of the whole thing. So remember, the, the heart is exceedingly wicked, right? Remember that in your daily life, that these people are out here saying, oh, we're going to give you cheaper electricity. Watch out for the mousetrap on the back side of that. Uh, we've been told uh, a lot of things that are really false, and we've been led to believe it's okay. It uh, looks like the UN is seeking to... Uh, seeks vast new powers for global emergencies. When they saw that they could shut you guys down through the pandemic, the plandemic, whatever you the scamdemic, whatever you want to call it, when people actually show that they're willing to you know stay home to stop the curve or flatten the curve or whatever it is, when people actually literally just did that, obeyed wildly, and we're not talking like one or two people. Out of 100, we're talking 90%, 80% out of 100, we're doing it. I, I knew people that actually did not leave their house for two years. Listen to me, folks. This is an absolute individual that I can point out to you. I know who they are. They did not leave their home for two years. They did not go outside their house. They would have packages delivered. They would take the trash out. And they never left home for two years. A fear of this is going to kill them. And that's a real thing. And this is someone that, that and the, I'll give you this though. This individual, this couple were preppers. They're preppers. They're, they're worried about the end of the world stuff. They were making sure that they had themselves, but they were so afraid of this. that even though they were preppers, you would think they would be against the big government stuff, against the government chemicals. But they literally did not leave their house for two years out of fear of this Mexican beer flu, the coronavirus that was going to kill us all. And guys, we are at that two-year window where I talked about that there was going to be mass casualty events two to three years. And me and Josh talked about today. People are dying right in front of us and people still aren't picking it up. Do you know that we doubled our death rate last year? Did anybody talk about that from 1% to 2%? Yeah, usually the average rate is about 1% of society that usually dies off per year. Oh, yeah, no, we're, we're at 2%. We doubled. Nobody talked about it. Well, how's that, Jim? You think we would see it? Well, have you noticed that things are different around here? You notice things, are, you know, things aren't what they used to be? They, things like, there's a lot, a lot of people missing? Well, it's real easy to see that people are missing and think, well, they're just not around. No, a lot of people are dying. Go to the insurance institutes, and they'll show you where the, the where they track all this, where the death rate has gone up. The pound of payouts have been going up over year after year these last few years. So this stuff is real. But anyway, UN seeks uh, vast new powers and strong global governance tools to deal with international emergencies such as a pandemic or economic crisis. <clears throat> economic crisis. Didn't see that one coming. Uh, a new UN policy brief has revealed... Uh, and the Biden administration appears to support the proposal. I can't imagine that. Hmm. So the plan is to create an emergency platform, which would involve a set of protocols activated during crisis that could affect billions of people, has already drawn uh, strong concern and criticism from U.S. policymakers and analysts. Among 
Those expressing concern is House Foreign Affairs Committee Chairman uh, McClure out of Texas. We must be sure that any global protocol or platform operated by the U.N. respects U.S. national sovereignty and the U.S. tax dollars. See, this is where they don't. That this that they don't. They don't care. They don't care. They you can they can even write it in there. Okay, U.S. sovereignty is to be maintained at all times. And they're going to go out and they're going to do what they want when they want because you already gave them the authority. And they're not, and you what? Oh, you sue them? Oh, hey, I'm going to sue the UN because they took me to jail and put me in a quarantine camp for five years of my life. I'm going to sue them when I get out of here. That's what we're doing, folks. We're talking about trying to sue somebody after they destroyed your economic, you know, your economic world, your, your reputation, your ability to make money, your ability to do anything. That's the sad part of this whole thing is we are we are really in this whole thing backwards. We should have been fighting in the streets against this tyrannical government who's going out and overtaxing you, at, I think, at a 300% rate. I mean, I'm waiting for somebody to disprove that. I mean, okay, All right, it's only 250%. <laughs> it's not 300%, Jim. You're exaggerating. Okay, 250% sounds so much better than 300%. Whatever it is, guys, the thing is, is that we have a government that's doing things right now in real time. They're destroying us. They're absolutely tearing us apart. And we need to be the people that says, you know what? We're not going to play this game. We're out. We're going to go do something else. We're different people now. And that's okay. That's There's nothing wrong with that. That's not. The, and guys, if you're worried about it being illegal, you're already on the wrong side of the whole thing. Seriously, you have not committed. It's not a matter of legality. This is actually a, a matter of actually your future and your ability to be free. There's nothing wrong with that. To say that you're fighting for individual freedoms and individual liberties, that we stand with all patriots, that's what I say on my show, that's a, the common theme. We stand with all patriots. God and country people first. Now, what is wrong with that? I want everybody to have freedom. I want everybody to have liberty. So tell me how that's illegal. In the Constitution, it says anything outside the Constitution is repugnant. The Constitution limits the federal government, the city government, the county government, the state government. It never limits the individual. Imagine that. If we all talk that way, we could actually find ourselves in a huge amount of freedom and liberty and watch the innovation and technology in our lives just come off the chain. That's one of the reasons that we had such an industrial revolution like we did. And in fact, we had a more lush and green earth during the industrial revolution than we have now. So think about the answers that you have right in front of your face and what those freedoms and liberties really are, what they're worth to you. What's a, what's your future worth to you? All right, guys, thank you so much for everything you guys are doing out there. Remember to look us up. Uh, this has been fantastic to have you guys on the Dr. Light Show. I'm Jim Price. You guys will be good to each other out there, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.